Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey everybody, welcome to podcast number 86, It's a Girl. So, um, yeah, this podcast is going to be a little different from our other ones. Uh, on the, the reason for it is because Adam had a baby. Yeah, it was kind of weird, but, you know, I, he figured since Arnold could do it, you know, then he could do it. So, you know, uh, good, to, good for him. Uh Harley Sophia Riley was born on uh, fr- on Thursday, so congratulations to him. So we gave him the weekend off, uh, which is good because I kind of came down with something. So I, you may hear it in my voice. I I don't sound the way I normally do, but uh, earlier this week we were testing out a, a new idea for this uh, podcast. So we kind of created a little pot mini podcast. Um, kind of what we were thinking. So that's what you're going to hear today. So it's going to be just a grouping of stories, no douchebags or anything like that. But uh, so be able to check it out. It's all current stuff. You know, we'll be talking about how DirecTV and Viacom made up and uh, talk about AT&T social share plans. And, you know, the new design for the PS3 won't come out of Gamescom after all. So a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. So definitely check it out. And um, I'll be back with you after to uh, give you some new releases and uh, and uh, other stuff. Okay, talk to you then. Enjoy the podcast. concerns because I've never seen Anne Hathaway do a role like like Catwoman. But that opening scene when she was like, you know, where she was like the maid, you know, and then all of a sudden when, you know, Christian Bale put that little, that little pimp smack down, (laughs) you know, all of a sudden she's like, all of a sudden that, that just that, that uh, kind of lean pose that she did, like, okay, 
you know, I was like, yeah, she completely switched it up in like yeah. a fraction of a second. Yeah, and I was like going, oh, she's got it, you know, and yeah, you know, and I always thought she was a little thin because I would, you know, we always think of Catwoman as a little more voluptuous, and especially like Michelle Pfeiffer, the way Michelle Pfeiffer had played her. But I saw her in that, I was like, she actually does pretty fucking well with that. Mm-hmm. But Bane, dude, but Tom Hardy, I thought owned Bane. He killed it. You know what? I had no reservations about Tom Hardy. Like I thought he yeah. was gonna he was gonna bring it. You know, yeah. and, and I, I was just really surprised by his muscle size. I know he would. He didn't even look. He's fucking just swole up. Just yeah, pfft. he didn't even look British. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Slavic. And yeah, shit. Just, yeah, I know. Because also, like when they did that one shot of just the camera went around him and you really kind of saw the size of Bane. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, that first scene was sick. In the in the plane, dude. Oh yeah. That and whole. He's, he's just completely chill. Like he even talks kind of like he's having a good time. Yeah. You know, like nothing's nothing is bothering him whatsoever. <laughs> what did um what was it that one guy said? He goes something about the devil or he goes, Speak and the devil shall appear. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I go, Oh, that's a good line. <laughs> I might have to use that. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. But yeah, I mean overall I you know, like I liked the whole I mean, there's oh my god, there's so many haters on this movie. Yeah, I know. It's like it's I it I was actually thinking that there would be more haters on the Avengers than there would be on this movie. I heard someone go, um, when I saw it, oh, we do, we're doing spoilers, right? Like we yeah. just don't give a shit. Okay, yeah. is it when, when I saw at the end it was it was going to be a nuclear bomb? I had already seen that in the Avengers, so it wasn't all that. I'm like, really. <laughs> Like what? What do you think? They all compare notes. Yeah. Like a nuclear bomb threat isn't. It, it's so unique. <laughs> that they stole it. It's so stupid. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't a nuclear bomb anyway. It was some special motherfucking bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it was a what was it? A, a fusion reactor overload. Yeah. Yeah. Which in essence goes nuclear. But motherfucker, get get your shit straight. That's all yeah. I gotta say. The devil's in the details, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I mean, I thought the movie could have been a little shorter. Um, they, they, I thought like the Matthew Modine character, the other police detective that was, I guess, gunning for, uh, uh, Gordon's job, didn't need to be there. No, he didn't. He, like I, I thought, his whole fucking thing—it was just unneeded. It seemed like we have enough money to pay for another actor. What could we do? You know, and I was like, going, okay, so he was a basic cop that was going to go for uh, Gordon's job. Then, when the shit gets real, he sticks with his family. Which, you know, to be honest, not a completely far-fetched idea. You can't really fault him for that. Yeah, and then, you know, goes out there and then you know, dies. It's like that it served no purpose for the story just to give um, Gordon something to do. Gordon, yeah, Gordon somebody to, uh, to show that he was better at it. And, uh, you know, I mean, and I, to be honest, I already knew Gordon was going to take out those fools that were going in there. Yeah. Because right? it's it's Gary Oldman. Right. <laughs> it, it's not even... It, it's transcended <laughs> Gordon at this point. Yeah, it's Gary Oldman. It was like uh, at work, I, um, this one guy I work with, Chris, he he asked me about it. And um, he goes, did you see it? And I go, yeah. And so he asked me about it. So we were talking about it. And he goes, I go, you know what? 
I go, there was one of the rumors that, you know, Morgan Freeman's character was going to die off. And, uh, and uh, he goes, they can't kill off Morgan Freeman. That's like an unwritten rule in Hollywood. You can't kill off yeah. Morgan Freeman. That's the one black guy that can't die in the movie. <laughs> Denzel died. We all saw that. <laughs> you know how... You know how I thought <laughs> you know how when it, when it really hit me that 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 the Dark Knight Rises was had gone beyond just being a movie and being something really special was when Bane was fucking rocking Batman like it was his fucking job. Oh, I know, dude. <laughs> for for a moment I forgot everything that I know about Batman. Yeah. I forgot what I was doing and I was like Batman's going to lose. Yeah. He's going to die in this fucking thing right now. Yeah, I was the exact same way. I was like, uh, oh, shit. He's getting his ass handed to him. Like, we've seen it and read about it a, a million different ways from Sunday in the comics. What makes it even more powerful, though, is not only is he getting the shit kicked out of him, but Bane is completely chill the whole fucking time. Yeah. It's not even a struggle. He's oh, just man. like fucking blah, 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 blah. And Bane, he's a fucking big dude. Quicker than a motherfucker. <laughs> rocking that dude's ribs. I was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I was just, I know that whole, that whole bit. I mean, you know, you and I talked about it. What? It, yeah, we talked about it the night we saw, or the next day after we saw it, right? Because you saw it IMAX and then I saw it uh, yeah. in, in uh, Standard. Um, but it was, uh, like, I thought... And, then, and this is the problem is you can't – I think too many people expected it to be more of um, bigger than The Dark Knight, which I knew it never was going to. If you ex- – well, ex- I, I thought if you expected that, you were setting yourself up for a fall. The thing too is The Dark Knight was huge because it was Batman's main villain. Joker. Not, o- not only that, with the death of Heath Ledger, the hype for that movie continued on yeah. past its – its um, release and past its time in the fucking theater. Yeah. Like, the, the hype around that movie exists today. <laughs> you know? So, I, not most movies are not going to be better than The Dark Knight. I thought this was on the same level. Yeah, I thought it I thought it held strong as far as scope, as far... I mean, it was a bigger film than even Batman Begins. But looking back on Batman Begins, I actually felt like Batman Begins is a really solid movie. Yeah, it is. You know, it really is a solid movie, and it's definitely a good setup for The Dark Knight. And then The Dark Knight Rises, if you really look at it, it's a third act of a story. The third act is never as big as the as the, as the main part, too. To be honest, if you really look at the trilogy, the only movie that doesn't fit is The Dark Knight. Yeah. Like, The Dark Knight is its own thing because the other two are about Ra's al Ghul. Right. You know, you could take the. I'm not saying that we should, but I'm saying you could take the Dark Knight out of the equation and just have those two movies, and it would be like a part one, part two. That's very true. Yeah, because if you look at it, the only connection, because uh, Ali and I were talking about that. I go, the only connection to, um, to part two was Harvey Dent. But that's it. Um, what was it? And that was a loose leaf connection. Yeah. If that anyway. If yeah, and uh, but like. Um, Allison was saying she read in Entertainment Weekly in an interview with Christopher Nolan that they took any reference of the Joker off the table, like from the get go. And I go, well, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Because there, there would have been no need for that reference, you know, unless you were going to somehow. I kind of wanted. 
I kind of wanted it, dude. Yeah. Like I wanted just a little name drop, just just a little, just a touch. You know, just something because you gotta you gotta take. Obviously, they can't put the Joker in the movie. That's obvious. Right. But when Gotham goes down, everything opens up. They let well, they let everyone out of uh, Blackgate or whatever. What what's going on with Arkham Arkham Asylum right now? Yeah, that's like, true. We never got. You back know what I mean? That. Like they didn't say if they open that. Like it kind of makes sense for Bane logistically not to open Arkham Asylum. Right. Because if anyone could contend against Bane, the Joker would would fuck would at least annoy the shit out of him. Right. You know. But it would have been nice to hear just something, just just something. <laughs> you know, Batman visited him and brought him flowers or something, just something. <laughs> you know, candy gram for Joker. <laughs> now, if Heath Ledger were still alive today, I do believe there would have been something in that movie. That's I think possible. it. I think it was maybe maybe a respect thing, like maybe yeah. no one just wanted to let it go and just let it let it lie. But um, that's not really the point anyway. Yeah. But because uh, I I remember when um Batman Begins was on TV in English, and um <laughs> I watched and that was in the morning and I watched that, and then the next day was the day I was going to see Rises and I I put the Dark Knight in so I was all up on it, fucking Batman 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 dude. I'm telling you, it was amazing. It was an amazing two days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I. You know, I I read my I I did my review on it, and you know, like it was funny too, because like everybody stayed, and I sat I sat through the credits, just you know, I I, I, I knew even nothing, knowing nothing was gonna happen. Yeah, nothing was gonna happen. I still did it, and some cat goes, he goes, I knew it. He was gonna do. This is Obama's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Make the day. <laughs> I just started rolling. I was like, that's Obama's fault. The guy goes, if McKay was president, none of this shit would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I would have fell out my fucking seat I laughing. I was cracking up. I was just like, oh my god. that was It was some he shit, should, he, too. It was some kid. It he should have like, ended that. He should have ended that with, America! <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere, pulls out a microphone and drops it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was... So I, I, what happened? What? Oh no! What? <laughs> you were about to say something, but then I was going to say something. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, overall, I thought the movie was awesome. Yeah, it could have been a little, a little shorter, little character, you know, cut off a couple of characters here and there. But overall, you know, I never expected it to surpass The Dark Knight because I already knew kind of. I'm one of those few people, unlike the fanboys, that's able to go. Okay, there's a lot of hype on The Dark Knight, uh, but. I'm, I, you know, I don't expect it to be as good. I was surprised because it was as good, but not exceedingly better. Yeah, yeah. I, I got home from the movie, masturbated to it. Three o'clock in the morning. Okay. Hmm. I'm, I'm masturbating right now too. And um, I, I knew you were gonna do a review, and I was like, I should do a review too. I thought about it and thought about it and decided not to do it. And the reason why I decided not to do it is because I had nothing negative to say about the fucking movie. Now, <laughs> one thing, and I don't like writing reviews that just say this is the shit over and over and over again because it's a boring review. It's like, okay, we got it. You could have just said you liked it. Um, of course, upon reflection, I could have said why I liked it. But, yeah. But um, 
that movie was long because I was with my wife and she did say, how long is this movie? And I said, pretty fucking long. But I will admit there was not one moment where I was bored. No. That's, that story kept you going the whole fucking time. Yeah. I mean, it almost was like there was too much going on sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if, you, if you looked at that movie, it did seem like it were two parts in that movie. Yeah. Like the whole him getting back to what he was doing and then the whole breaking of his back deal. You know, it was I like a Shakespearean play. Yeah. It was like, whoa. It felt like, yeah, there was definitely more, uh, a lot of different parts to it. It was kind of like just one giant epic. It could have trimmed it down a little bit, but. You know, all in all, I was like, I was very impressed with it. I I liked it a lot, and like I see some of the people's, see some of the people's hate and anger towards it, and I see their comments. A lot of their comments are like mine, but I'm like, but you know, but most importantly was the ending. Like they were all, I guess they, I don't know what they were expecting. I guess you know, I and then like you said earlier, you know, it may have been that they didn't want it to end. Yeah. So it was that sad realization of it's over now. <laughs> Unless he pulls well, him at bay and then says, "You know what? I'm going to do another one." One, he's producing Superman, Man yeah. of Steel. Uh, one thing, one other. Um, a lot of people had a problem with Catwoman. I expected this from the get-go because it's a, it's the introduction of the character in the Nolan universe, and it's it's a character that everyone already has a pre- preconceived notion of what it should be. Right. Um, the biggest complaint involving Catwoman was um, how she got the final shot on Bane. Oh, right. But I think that was fine because it... The whole scene kind of showed that Batman was still sticking to his morals. He's not going to shoot him or kill him. Catwoman, on the other hand, don't give no fuck. Well, she's, you know, and she'll pop him. Well, she said that too. I mean, I like the whole... You know, this whole no guns rule... You know, I, but then I had a lot of people telling, like a lot of people saying, "It's bullshit." Catwoman saving Batman. I'm like, he's sa- she saved him before in yeah. the comic books, plenty of time. It's because they and, have this male you know, machismo idea of what Batman is. No, Catwoman. If there's one character in the Batman universe that is almost the same as Batman. It's it's Catwoman. She mm. doesn't have all the. I mean, because she doesn't have superpowers. She uses tools. Tools. Obviously, she's not a billionaire, but she right. uses tools, um, and she fucking jumps off of buildings and shit. You know, why do you think we could play as her in fucking Arkham City? Right. It's pretty much the same damn thing. But um, they have a different moral moral code. So I think that um, her character in general was the shit. Not just because Anne Hathaway's hotter than the fucking sun, <laughs> but her character. Was played well, written well, done well, and it was just well. Right. You know, and when I saw her get on that bike, I went, well, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, because that was, you know, that was one of the things that, that I thought about. And I was just like, you know, and, and when people go like, what? She said, it's because, and, and I guess to expand on what I would meant by the male machismo idea is these are also the kids that have a preconceived notion of who Batman is and haven't read a comic in like, 10 years yeah they just think batman a lot of a lot of people who don't know a lot about the comic books i've noticed when they talk about batman they talk about him as if he's superman 
as if he is this all-powerful being that can never be hurt. You read the fucking comic books, that motherfucker gets slapped around more than a fucking wife wing cooking. You understand oh, what yeah. I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. But uh, <laughs> um, the the whole the whole um, draw to Batman and why so many people like him is because he has no superpowers. Because he can be killed by conventional means. You don't need to have a special shiny rock or a fucking, you don't have to fling him into the sun. You can just shoot him. Right. You know, but because he's an incredible badass, <laughs> that's not the case. You know. Yeah. Um, real, real quick, we should talk about how I went to IMAX, motherfucker. <laughs> I was in IMAX, IMAX. Not a normal theater with an IMAX screen. Like, I went to the official IMAX and the IMAX experience, so it's called. This screen is like three stories fucking tall, dude. Yeah. It's nuts. And I didn't get the greatest seat. So I had to like lean my head all the way back. Oh, I hate that. Know? But you know what, though? The screen's so fucking big that it doesn't matter. You know, but I'm sitting there. Because when you're in IMAX, it doesn't matter where you sit. Yeah. You still have to move your head around to That's look true. at different stuff on the fucking screen. But it was, it was pretty cool. The only bad thing is, is IMAX doesn't play trailers. And I was all pumped to see the fucking Man of Steel trailer. And I'm like, god damn it. I was all bitter about it. But if you follow our site, you know that I posted it. Yes, I actually I actually saw it from your post, Steve. Oh, oh, oh. But uh, I post this on our Facebook page. If you haven't liked our Facebook page, then you're failing at life. But um, on our Facebook page, I posted the latest one. Somebody redid it, recut it, and put in the Marlon Brando speech. <laughs> and the John Williams score, and it sounds so much fucking cooler. <laughs> Spam. I thought. I thought. I think. I think we we're moving on from Batman, right? We've talked yeah. enough about. Okay. I, I thought the trailer was cool because it w- it went emotional. Yeah. You know, and it went more on on what Superman is um, as a symbol himself, and not just some guy who punches walls. You know, or punches fucking the moon. <laughs> um, so I, I think to me it looks like the movie's gonna gonna make him gonna show him more um, as a person. troubled. Yeah, like as a human, not a human being, but as as an in, like like a, a living thing, not as some god. Right. Um, because and I have I I brought out my little Superman movie collection that Steve gave me back when he bought that shit on Blu-ray like a boss <laughs> and. Uh, and you know what I realized? I haven't seen the last two. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought I did because I was like, prior was in it? What the fuck? <laughs> so I started watching that one, and I didn't catch the end of it because I had to go. And then I haven't seen the last one, The Quest for Peace or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, these movies are shit. Like, they're, they're really good Superman movies. But the one thing they never really show... But I kind of saw it in the Richard Pryor one, but only because of the kryptonite thing. They never showed Superman having problems. Yeah. You know, because Superman has a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. That they talk about in the comic book. But in the movies and in the normal the normal viewpoint of the average person, the nothing hurts him. But it's perfect for the character because if nothing can hurt him physically, you know... You can hurt him in other ways too, right. you know. So I, 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 don't know. I think from that small one, one and a half minute trailer, <laughs> that's what I got from it. Uh, yeah, because um, 
Yeah, because when you think about it, I mean, when you see the comic book, I mean, in the in the movies, even in some of the cartoons, he never has real problems. Yeah, you know, but he's, he's always the one that comes and saves the day. Yeah, like everyone else is fucked up, and he just owns it. Yeah. It even happened in Flashpoint. Remember at the end of oh, Flashpoint? Yeah. This huge war that no superhero or supervillain could finish, including Wonder Woman and fucking Aquaman. Well, yeah. um, and then Superman, who hasn't seen the sun longer than, like, what, three hours? Yeah. Just ends it. Just ends it. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that shit was funny. But um, I'm excited for that movie. I think, I think with Nolan producing, and um, I like the director. What's the director's name Zach again? Snyder. I like him. Yeah. Like I, I think he's cool. You know, I think I think they're gonna do something different with. It. I think they're gonna do something cool with it, and I am excited to watch it, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, so, guess what I read today? The pos- words. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, the possibility of the Hobbit becoming a trilogy. See, I don't. See, the Hobbit's not even that long of. Well, a book. According to, uh, and they said that this was kind of discussed at Comic Con, but they everybody assumed it was kind of kind of fall the way of the dodo because apparently what, uh, what's his name Peter Jackson is saying is um what's his name no, I'm just kidding <laughs> uh said that uh, they shot a whole lot of stuff. And he had already said that there was they shot so much stuff that there's definitely going to be an extended version of the DVDs. Well, but, that's expected, though. Yeah, but apparently there might be so much stuff that they could actually have a third movie out of it, which would mean having to get some of the cast to kind of fill in some of the extra stuff that they may have cut due to time, even though the film is large. So we'll have to see. But the, the problem with that is that the first movie is supposed to come out next year. Yeah. Yeah, and they just finished filming, so I don't know what's the, how the likelihood of that is going to work. But And even then, too, how do you make three movies out of that one book without it looking like you're just trying to milk everybody for their money? Well, I mean, look how – I mean, to be honest, I mean, look at the, you know, Hunger Games and the Twilight and Harry Potter. They make two movies out of one book. Yeah, and, and everyone – is pretty much unanimously agreed that they're milking everybody for their money. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying the movies won't be good because you know that yeah. if there's I'm a huge Hobbit fan. It's my favorite book. But and if there's three movies, I'll see all three of them yeah. <laughs> without even a question. Yeah. But there's going to be tons of people that are going to be like they're just trying to milk our fucking money, you know, blah 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 blah. Not that anyone really gives a shit what they say anyway, but I'm just saying that's going to happen. Best believe that's going to happen. Right. You heard it here first. <laughs> but um, I would see like I would I expected what happened with the Lord of the Rings, make the extended cuts, and then they also have a ton of stuff on the special features disc because they filmed so much stuff. It seems like that's just something Peter Jackson likes to do. Just, I think he just turns the camera on at eight and turns <laughs> it off at eight at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just keeps it rolling off. Turns day. it on and goes, okay, now do stuff. <laughs> yeah. You see, you see Frodo fucking hitting a cigarette, just kind of chilling, you know, on, on a coffee break, you know? Yeah. When you see but, Gandalf um, on the smartphone. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Someone's putting someone's putting eye drops and fucking uh, that big eye in the sky, just <laughs> brighten that up. But um, I, I fully expected that, like the same thing the Lord of the Rings got. Yeah. Because te- technically, as much as I love The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings is the bigger one. Yeah. Like that, I mean, The Hobbit came first, of course, but The Lord of the Rings is like, that's the universe. Right. You know? But, um, I'm still fucking stoked for The Hobbit, man. Yeah. I'm... I don't care if it's 15 movies. <laughs> I don't care if it's six hours. I don't care. I don't care if it's Avatar times four. I'm going to sit through that bitch. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> If they make me watch Daredevil three times in a row before I can see The Hobbit, I will sit through Daredevil three times in a row and watch it. That's a fan, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That is a fan. Official. <laughs> and you're going to see me in the theater with the, with a copy of The Hobbit book form, <laughs> thumbing through it, making sure they get that shit right. <laughs> got I wonder what they're going to leave out. I know. I, w- I wonder what they're going to leave out from the book. Probably the most important pieces. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the what? troll incident that's not there anymore. Yeah. What? what happened to where? Where's Schmeagol? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be funny. He just finds the ring. Yeah. And in the movie, would be like this. Oh, a ring! And then he looks around. And he goes, "Oh, I guess I'll take it then." And he just leaves. And they don't say shit. <laughs> it's you know, all references to elves. Yeah. None. It's just. Just wasn't enough time in the editing room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taken out. Yeah, we had to keep this. We had to keep the film under, you know, you know, twenty hours. So we had to uh, go ahead and cut some stuff out. <laughs> I swear, the Lord. When they made the Lord of the Rings movies, I watched, and I think we all did this. All, all the fans did. I know you did this. You got all three of the movies, and you watched all three back to back. Oh, that was a long fucking day and night. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and you watch the extended cut. You, oh, you didn't pussy out. You know what oh, I mean? No, I, uh, no, so, no, no. Here, I watched the original theatricals because they came out first, and then when the extended came out, I watched the extended. At- <laughs> because that's what a man, yeah, does. Okay, yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> that should. I forgot what my point was. All I know is that took a long fucking time. <laughs> Oh, I know, dude. That was that was yeah, that was ridiculously long. Um, I don't care if the Hobbits got in the thirty, fifteen-minute movies that come out a year in between each other. I'll see everyone full price. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I won't even wait for the bargain matinee. <laughs> I won't even wait till it hits the dollar theater, which is a dollar seventy-five anyway. But still, <laughs> isn't that fun? Let's go to the Dollar Theater. And then it, the funny thing is, is as I said, let's go to the Dollar Theater one of these days, and because uh, they have a lot of Dollar Theaters in Arizona, and and they're like, oh yeah, cool, cool. So we, we had, a, I figured we were even trying to see. I took something, whatever. It was like a, a buck seventy five. Like, what the fuck, man? This is supposed to be the Dollar Theater. And then I slowly realized all of them changed their name. None of them are called the Dollar Theater anymore. They're called like Cinema something. Thing or whatever. Like, you sneaky fucking bastards. A dollar seventy five to see a movie, Jeez. dude? Come on. You still bitching about that? It's the principle. It's the principle. The principle. It used to be a dollar. 
I'm gonna pull up my let me pull up my pants above my waistline. It <laughs> used to be a dollar. Back in my day. <laughs> we used to walk to the theater fifteen miles, no shoes on. In the snow. Uh oh, um I don't know if you saw the um saw the news on this, but um I'd have given props for it. Christian Bale. Mm, I did see this. Yeah, where he went to go visit the, the victims of the shooting. That's a boss too, because yeah. he didn't have no, yeah. and he said he, he when he came down there, he specifically said, "I'm not here for Warner Brothers. I'm here for me." And I was yeah. like, "I was like, God, yeah, that's." Just... And you, you can confirm that fact by knowing there wasn't a film crew following him. Yeah, because if Warner if Warner <laughs> Brothers sent him, you best believe they're making a reality show out of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, I saw I saw the pictures. You know, I saw that he was visiting. I, I thought that was really dope. Like, I thought that was really cool of him. Um, you know, it, it, they're obviously fans. They went to go see the movie. Yeah. So you know, it was like a big deal for them. You know, oh, so, yeah. so. should have went fully dressed as Batman, dude. Oh, coming okay. through the window and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Drive up in the bat in the tumbler. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that would have been pretty awesome. Probably would have shit myself, but you know. Oh, speak. Uh, one thing. Uh, I I saw in a review that somebody praised uh the Dark Knight Rises. And praised it, and then said that, oh yeah, the movie was, uh, you know, cinematically beautiful. I thought Christian Bale's Batman voice got under control, and I was like, what? Did we see the same movie? Because I thought it got a little more out of control. You know what? I'm with you on that, and I'm gonna explain. At first, in the beginning of the movie, when well, not the beginning, but when you first started seeing Batman, right? I. I, I thought that too. I was like, oh, his voice has calmed down a little bit. Like, it's not as gruff. But then once he gets into the chasing after Bane shit, yeah. it, it goes right back to being gruff. Yeah. You know, which which I'm so used to now. I don't really care. And I know that he's doing it for a reason. Like, he's not just being, <laughs> he's just being a ham. You know, but, um, it, oh, a lot of people were complaining that, um, they couldn't understand Bane at some points. And you know what? There were two times. I don't know what Bane said. Yeah, I, it was because of that distortion they put on there. And I, I, to me, yeah, there were like – I think there was like – yeah, I know there was one time that I didn't understand him. And I think there may have been a second one. But there were probably more times that I didn't understand Batman that I didn't understand Bane. Mm-hmm. And, I, always, I always understood Catwoman. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can always understand yeah. sexy. Oh, uh, it was funny too because that guy at my work and I were like, uh, like, uh, what is it? I go, uh, we kept making fun of it. We kept going, oh, the Rimers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, I went up to him and I'm like, hey, where's the box cutter? And he goes, what? I go, tell me where the box cutter is. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I oh, oh, that's that scene. We're, we're right back to talking about Batman. I know that scene. That scene when um him and Catwoman. We're going to Bane's like lair or whatever, mm-hmm. and then she turns the corner and she's all calm. And then he he goes up to her and she goes, "He's right behind you." <laughs> he turns around and gets fucked up. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh man. So and then that one scene oh, when she took all her clothes off. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh maybe that was I asleep at that point because I may have been dreaming that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so this man that died in China. Or this man that died in playing Diablo three was it in oh, China? Yeah, yes. Was it in China? No, it was in Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh, Which doesn't it make it doesn't make it worse or better. It was just in Taiwan. <laughs> because I because didn't some other guy do like after playing WoW or something like that? I thought it was always in China that these people die. No, it's it's always in Asia. <laughs> 
in general, excluding India. Manhattan in <laughs> India. Um, but <laughs> it's not funny. I mean, it, it's someone who died, but it's it's sort of funny because of how he died. Because he's so irresponsible that it's almost like, well, oh well, you know, you kind of got what you deserved, dude. I mean, um, real quick, let me go over this article. Okay. So. He was 18 years old. I'm not going to read it. And he was at a local internet cafe. They're really big in Asia, the internet cafe thing. Yeah. The, the things that died out in the 90s here. Um, in Taiwan, it was around noon on Friday. Booked a private room. I think that's a strip club or something. Books a private room. <laughs> he, stays... he was in the champagne room. <laughs> yeah, I know. He stays in there for two straight days without rest or stopping to eat. I don't know if he's drinking. Most likely. Probably. Because you can, you can drink. Because if you don't drink, you can notice that shit in a couple hours. Yeah. You're going to be able to fucking think. Um, on Sunday morning, an employee comes in you know, to check on him, sees him resting on a table. Not dead. Resting on a table. Kind of shakes him. Hey, man, get the fuck up. <laughs> you know, you've been here too damn long. Is that a direct quote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, get the fuck up. We, we got a we Chuck E. Cheese birthday party coming in here, motherfucker. You need to bounce. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, oh, have you seen the new redesigned Chuck E. Cheese now? This, I'll just leave it at that. It's pretty sad if you see the commercial. Oh, um, so the guy gets up, right? Uh-huh. And then he gets, he gets, you know, woozy, passes out, dead. Okay. Now I've heard of this happening before because they sit for so long, they get the blood clots. Oh. And then when they stand up abruptly, that shit goes right to the fucking hot. Oh, right, yeah. And it just stops the hot. So Blizzard makes an official announcement. They say, we're saddened to hear this news, and our thoughts are with his family and friends during this difficult time. We don't feel it would be appropriate for us to comment further without knowing the circumstances involved. Now, after saying that, they continued. Um, <laughs> while, while, we re- while we recognize that it's ultimately up to each individual or their parent or guardian to determine playing habits, we feel that moderation is clearly important and that a person's day-to-day life precedence over any form of entertainment. Now, this is obviously true, okay? Right. Um, any individual who goes to sit down and play a video game and not move, not sleep, not eat, there's there's a different problem that has nothing to do with the video game. This right. person is obsessive you know there's obviously something wrong with them but um of course we'll never know because the person passed away but i thought this was sad now and it wasn't wow that you're thinking about it happened with starcraft oh starcraft starcraft's huge in asia they have fucking tons of tournaments and shit and um there's been a few people that died in asia because they played starcraft too long (laughs) and while you can appreciate their dedication i the only reason i'm even bringing this up is because if anyone's listening who does this shit like, plays for so long, it doesn't eat. Don't. Yeah. Don't do that shit. Like, every hour you should be getting up, stretching out, at least. You should be eating fucking meals a day. You know, <laughs> you should be fucking around, and you're going to fucking die. Because, and it's always blood clots, because they're sitting for so fucking long. Yeah. Yeah, it's just bullshit. So, I even put at the end, eat and drink the way you should, and get up and stretch every 30 minutes. You know, the more you know, really. G.I. <laughs> Joe. That's right. It's like a public service announcement. Maybe we may have to do a, a public service announcement video just to uh, to to bring attention to this problem, dude. I could we could make 
a, the funniest fucking video on that shit. I know. Right? Would it be in good taste? Of course not. No. But what what is really funny when it's in good taste? I mean, let's be honest. You know, <laughs> that's very true. Well, speaking in bad taste, I want to I want to say this real quick. Um, when I, I was in the Batman movie, this isn't about the movie. When I was in the Batman movie, um, someone sitting two rows behind me. They, okay, now in IMAX before the movie, uh, employee always comes in and they say, you know, enjoy the film, blah blah blah. You know, and they and they made mention. They said that we are going to have an employee walking up and down the aisles, and he's going to hang out by right over there. And he didn't express it. He didn't explicitly say because of the shooting. Right. But it's obvious, you know. He's saying there's going to be a dude over there, so don't <laughs> freak out, you know. Yeah. Do do a couple rows behind me. Goes, am I going to die in this movie? <sighs> a day after the shooting. Yeah. See, I would have kicked he, the guy out just for that. This is the thing, though. The employee didn't do anything because he was already on his way out. He didn't hear anything. There were so many people in that theater that started yelling at that dude. You couldn't even hear the commercial that was on. Oh, shit. They were all like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, everyone was freaking. You heard kids screaming at him. Damn. Like, it was nuts. He just sulked in his seat. I'm surprised he stayed. <laughs> you see, like, a couple of kids start doing the Rodney King on him. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's not too soon for Rodney King jokes. Absolutely not. But it's never, it's never, it's never <laughs> to make fun of mass shootings. Yeah. I mean, that's just, ugh. <sighs> I did admit though when I when because uh, I went with John to go see the Dark Knight when we when we were sitting you know mid center in the stadium seating I did notice that anytime somebody walked towards the 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 exits towards it I I did notice I I was a little more keenly aware we all do that that's yeah. normal human yeah. like I wasn't scared to go to the movie in any way no neither was but of I of course I'm checking. You know, I went with my wife and a and a friend of mine, and and we both were like checking where the exits were. You know, just being a little more, a little more like noticeable about our surroundings. Yeah, it'll fade away eventually, and no one will do it. Right. You know, um, I still enjoyed the, the movie started, and I forgot about everything and that went on outside of that fucking theater. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, in keeping with poor taste, uh, AT and T shared their mobile plan. <laughs> AT&T spoke. That was in poor taste. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you remember Verizon released their, you know, their uh, new data share plans. Well, it was, you know, everybody knew that AT&T was, had been working on theirs for, it seemed like centuries. But they finally released it. There isn't a whole lot of difference between AT&T and Verizon. The only real difference that I saw was that there was their AT&T, in, in their infinite wisdom, skips over more gradual data plan increases. Like Verizon offers a 1 gig data plan and a 2 gig data plan, while AT&T skips the 2 gig plan and goes from 1 to 4. Um, CNET kind of did this whole deal where they were just kind of um, showing like the, the price comparisons and... The, the only main difference between them is like five to ten dollars, maybe over or under. Like uh, the 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 same one gig plan with AT and T is forty bucks with a forty five dollar smartphone fee. Verizon is fifty bucks with a forty dollar smartphone fee. So you're talking about a five bucks difference. But with Verizon and AT and T um, are the same in regards to their forty gig of uh, forty four gig data plan, which is seventy bucks and a forty dollar smartphone fee. Um, so you know, it, it's 
it's really it, it like t- when I looked at it, it it seemed like okay, well, there's obviously no real big difference, so there, I doubt that we're going to see any mass exodus from Verizon or AT and T to either one. Um, but like uh, like one of the options that um pulling up my article here that's, that Verizon gives you that which AT&T doesn't is that in the one gig plan if you're coming close to your limit at two gigs um, if you're coming close to your limit you can jump up to their two gig plan which is only 10 bucks more while Verizon uh, well, you can yeah but AT&T charges you <laughs> 15 bucks for each gig over the limit what the fuck dude yeah so uh, uh, that's like a, that's like that's like a late fee on your rent check I know right like that's some serious money, dude. Yeah, but in like the 10 gig plan, AT&T customers, um, they ch- AT&T charges customers 120 with 30 dollars smartphone fee, while Verizon charges you 110 with a 40 dollars smartphone fee. So that saves you 10 bucks over AT&T. But AT&T's 15 gig plan, they're charging you 160 with a 30 dollars smartphone fee. Verizon's 16 gig plan is 130 with a 40 dollars smartphone uh, fee, which saves you 20 bucks and gives you an extra gig. So it's just one of those things where it's like, well, give or take, you know? And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, you know, if people were figuring, oh, the Verizon one won't take hold, well, considering AT&T has dropped theirs, which is basically about the same, you looks like everybody's just kind of going to have to deal with it. And that's pretty much all the changes going on in cell phones right now. You're just going to have to fuck put up with it. Yeah. There's nothing you can do with it. <sighs> it's all bullshit. Yeah. Um, moving right along. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna read this story because my stories have been kind of short lately, so I'll just read it. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> yet again, Mojang, the developer of Minecraft, is being sued by not quite is being sued, but not quite for the same thing. Texas-based Unilock takes pride in the technology patents that they collect and has sued Mojang, claiming the Android version of Minecraft in. Bridges upon patent number six six comma eight five seven dot zero six seven, which is system and method for preventing unauthorized access to electronic data. Electronic data. The lawsuit is specifically ref- referring to claim one hundred seven of the patent, which covers a quote computer code executable or an electronic device to prevent unauthorized access to electronic data stored on the electronic device. Do you want to play a game? Um, <laughs> Now, you may have noticed, Steve, yes. that I emphasized the word Minecraft yeah. because in the official, official lawsuit that they claimed, they spelt Minecraft with a D as Minecraft. Wow. Yeah. They don't even know who the fuck they're suing. Right. Now, these people, this company is one of those companies that just sits on um, patents, the patent trolls. Technology patents, and, and, and the, yeah, and then they just sue. So uh, Mojang head Notch took to Twitter with his response to this lawsuit, saying, "Quote: Unfortunately for them, they're suing us over a software patent. If needed, I will throw piles of money at making sure they don't get a cent. Software patents are plain evil. Innovation within software is basically free, and it's it's growing incredibly rapid. Patents only slow it down. I can't I can't agree with him more." Um, and I think most people who aren't patent trolls <laughs> agree with it, too. I thought it was funny. I think it's um, it's going to get thrown out so fast. Because if you really pay attention to the word, 
wording of what the patent is. It's like a real generic thing, like always, you know, with, yeah. with the patent trolls, real general thing. Um, I just thought it was funny, to be honest with you. <laughs> and it, it was just, honestly, if I was the judge and I'm reading it and I see it says Minecraft, I'm going to go, really, guys? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, that's not a typo. Someone didn't know who the fuck they were suing. Yeah. That's where you go. Okay. It's hilarious. Um, I'm going to, uh, one, I'm going to uh, throw out this case. I'm going to charge you with wasting my time, and that money is going to go and send the person who filled out this paperwork back to school. Yeah. So they could – No, that money is going to be used to send that person who filled out the lawsuit to the to the prison Bane grew up in. <laughs> That's where they're going, <laughs> into the pit. <laughs> Once they can figure out how to get out of that pit. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Well – I don't know if you heard or not, but uh, DirecTV and uh, Viacom made up. Aww. Yeah, yeah, they made up. Nice, you know, French kiss behind the behind the bushes. Oh. Yeah, seems like uh, they finally uh, the ten day old strike is finally over. Um, yeah, I saw that too on what was it Thursday, Friday? I think it was Friday that I noticed it, and. Uh, I tweeted, like, really? So this is what the whole thing was about? The first day we get uh, Viacom back, and what do I see on MTV2? A Save by the Bell marathon? <laughs> is this what we were fighting for? <laughs> hey, it's all right. It's all right. I'm Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, one of the, the, the deal, according to Deadline, is that... They got a seven-year deal, so it's a long-term deal. But it's a double-digit percentage increase on the first year, but less than the 30% DirecTV said Viacom initially wanted. So, uh, But the thing that um, DirecTV gets is the possibility of car- um, the option to carry Epics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is Viacom, Lionsgate, and um, MGM. And uh, so one of the things that might be cool with that is they... Now, one of the things is they may not bring it to as an added cable channel, but it might be something where you can stream online. So I have the I have the Epics channels. Yeah, on Dish they they yeah they're on they're there. okay. They play older movies. Yeah, and every once in a while it plays a movie you want to see, but yeah, but well, I know that they pretty much play like uh, they played most of the uh, Marvel movies on there. Yeah, Iron Man two was on that. Yeah, just two days ago. Yeah, so but. Uh, yeah, so it seems like 10 days after that. Now, if we can only get uh, Dish and um, AMC to... Uh, please, before to... the fucking Walking Dead sets, please. <laughs> please. Please. Yeah, Jesus. I know, right? They'll figure it out, too. Watch. Eventually, they'll get it. You know, it, 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 these situations are just like that situation where um, the Democrats and the Republicans were arguing about the debt ceiling. Oh, right. And they hold out to the... Last minute, fine. Yeah, as usual. You can't play with my toys. Nah. <laughs> Christ. So, anyway, speaking of toys, man, there's been talk, whispers in the wind, about a redesigned PS3. A third redesigned <laughs> PS3. Another um, one? <laughs> yeah. Now, there has been no official. Um, it's one of those rumors where there hasn't been anything official from Sony, but it's almost like it's so evident that it's happening. Right. That it's kind of silly. You know, um, now there were rumors that it was going to be, uh, revealed at Gamescom 
um, over there in Germany. But uh, it's it, now they're saying it's not going to be. So the funny thing is about this 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 ru- this rumor is rumored that it will be released at Gamecom, but now it's rumored that it won't be. So if you could follow that, um, the rumor the, why the rumor of the rumor is wrong, yeah. is incorrect. The rumor was an interesting story. Is so look what Sony did with the PS2. Okay, the PS2 outsold the PS3 for years, <laughs> and it, it, it was like the number one system for. A long time because they already had redesigned it the same one which is like as big as a smartphone and friggin they um put it at $99 price point and people gobbled it up because it's cheap the game library is already there they were still making fucking Madden for that damn thing yeah so I think that Sony would be smart if they built on that redesigned a much cheaper PS3 and then with the PS4, they're going to talk about the PS4 eventually. Um, they could release that and then still be making money on the back end just like they did with the PS2. Yeah. I think that would be a splendid idea. And I'll be happy to sit down with Sony and <laughs> explain <laughs> how they should proceed. And ha- hammer out all the details. That's right. Well, I mean, it makes sense. But the third redesign, I mean, you, with the PS2, it was the PS2, which I still have, that first PS2. Yeah. Um, I still have, and then there was the Slim, and then there was the PS3, and now they have the PS3 Slim. What is it going to be? The Slimmer? <laughs> the Slimmest. The Slimmest? Yeah, you know. The, the... Now, some, some of these rumors from these quote-unquote valued sources um, say that this redesign is going to be a 16-gigabyte model using flash memory. That runs right along what I'm saying of having a cheaper PS3. Hmm. Um so I, I really do think that if Sony's doing this, they're just trying to make something that's really cheap that you could probably pick up for 150 to 200 bucks, if that. Well, also keep in mind that the PS4, when that, whenever that's released, is going to lose money in the beginning. So this is going to help supplement that. Exactly. And hopefully Sony doesn't do the same thing they did with the PS3 and release it like $600 fucking dollars. <laughs> Yeah, $1,300 for the PS4. They probably was like, well, the Xbox was out a year before us, but they all broke. Yeah. So we could pretty much do no wrong at this point. <laughs> pretty much. So. Jeez. Uh, speaking of... Uh, yeah, I got nothing for this. Um, no. uh, Grant Morrison is leaving. He's leaving monthly superhero comics for a while. God! I know, right? Uh, he's finishing up Action Comics at issue 16 and Batman Incorporated at issue 12. Um, and he's, but here's the one thing is he's doing this this long jesting comic book thing called Multiversity, which is for DC. He's um, it's supposed to be an eight issue project, but that thing has been I, I've been hearing rumors of that for a long time. But he said he's 30 pages into a Wonder Woman project. Oh. I'm thinking, ooh, Morrison, Wonder Woman? Mmm. Mmm. That yeah. He'll, he'll sex that up. Oh, I know. I mean, I love Grant Morrison. I've loved his stuff. But, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm kind of okay with him leaving action. Because I haven't really, yeah, I haven't really been feeling that run. 
Yeah, like his like it was well written, but right. his his direction that he was taking with it was kind of strange. Like I, I wasn't feeling it, and I'm a huge Grant Morrison fan. Yeah, you know, and, and I just was kind of like, eh, I haven't really been reading action to be honest. Yeah, and but. I think I think one of the big problems, and somebody else had I read this in one of those threads, and I I, I thought I go, yeah, that's probably it too, is the fact that it jumps around. Like there's no linear timeline. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he's learning to be who he is. Then, boom, he jumps, gets the suit. Boom, he jumps. And then, boom, he's black. You know, it's just <laughs> all these. <laughs> now, you know damn right well he wasn't black. Because his action comics went to a different universe. What? Don't confuse the people listening. <laughs> he was black. What? <laughs> this is Miles Morales all over again. I'm sick of this shit. Uh, but yeah you know i and i really thought that if dc could tie it together with action and superman because people have been saying that there's such a disparagement i know i understand that action is supposed to take place five years before um the superman that we have now from justice league but it seems to me that if they could just tie action in a way that they've tied up Detective, yeah, yeah, Detective, The Dark Knight, Batman, and now Batman Incorporated. If they could just somehow tie those together, like they did, like with Action and Superman, I think it would be a lot better. Yeah, because it's a. You know, Superman has one book and appears in another. Yeah. Batman has like fifty books. Yeah, <laughs> and appears in every single one of them. Yes, <laughs> you know, but and that, that's kind of what I thought. I mean, you know, I. You know, he's he. It looks like he's going to start going back to more of his, you know, creator created, um, creator owned content, which is cool. And that's the same thing that um, Ed Brubaker's doing with leaving Marvel. Um, is that he's uh, well, he's going to still do Winter Soldier, and uh, but he's going to go with more creator owned content, which is cool. Um, but I'm just uh, I'm just curious as to who would take it over, and if they're going to actually just continue on with what's going on, or just say okay. That was more. That was that was Grant's deal. Now let's yeah. go ahead and uh, we're gonna try something a little bit different. But yeah, I th- I think um, I think I think they'll do something special. <laughs> no, the 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 whole, whole alternate universe Superman was cool, but there was no segue. Like the, it was just like one issue you're with normal Superman, and then all of a sudden you're with this new Superman who's president. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like there was no transition whatsoever. Yeah, that was always one of the things that bothered me with the with that comic was because, um, and I wrote this in my story was that I always felt when I read it that I was missing something between the issues. Like even yeah. if I've read the complete, like I've been reading it in chronological order, and I always kept op- going back to the one previous one. Did I miss something here? No, there's okay. No segue. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you know. And, and the funny thing is is Detective Comics, which is pretty much the same, or it started out like Action Comics. It wasn't just one character. Is now only Batman. There's, <laughs> there's nothing else going on. <laughs> well, he's the only detective, you know? He's the only fucking bad- badass is what he is. What do you, what do you expect to see uh, Flash as like a Sherlock Holmes type, you know? Why not? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I've seen, I've seen Stranger too. <laughs> Never read Howard the Duck? Fuck. <laughs> there was a there was a short run in the eighties of a Nightcrawler book where he was going to different universes 
because his teleporting thing was fucked up or something. And he went to one where everything looked like fucking strawberry shortcake and shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> fucked up. Uh, anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so Ubisoft uh, has said... What did they say? What did they say, Steve? They said they... Go fuck yourself? Ubisoft, yeah. C- kinda. Um, <laughs> Ubisoft doesn't have a huge investment in the Wii U. What a which, shock. When I first read that, I was kind of like, huh? Because the only third-party developer we've been hearing about with the Wii U is Ubisoft. Right. So I'll read this real quick. So when the Wii U's launch library was announced, Ubisoft seemed to be on the front line with various titles being made for the system. Ubisoft's CEO, Yves Goulimont, Goulimont or whatever, <laughs> um, has gone on record to say his company doesn't have a huge investment in Nintendo's next system. Goulimont, that's, I'm probably saying that wrong, and I really don't care. Um, points out that most of the titles being made for the Wii U by Ubisoft were ports of existing Xbox 360 and PS3 titles. He also points out that building a port costs Ubisoft roughly $1.2 million each, but new titles like Rayman Legends and Zombie U have a much smaller cost. He says, because as we've always said, when there is such an innovation, the need is not to have big production value, but to concentrate on the innovation. He says, this is what we are trying to do with Rayman and Zombie U. Now, for one thing, Rayman isn't exclusively... I've already played the game, so I don't really know why that's a new, innovative title for the Wii U. I've played it. I have it on my PC right now. So, whatever. Zombie U, yes. So, I I just thought it was funny because the Wii U is just... Nobody likes it. Like, <laughs> and, and and it's it's the only third-party developer felt it important to go on record and say, we don't have a huge investment in the system. Yeah. You know, it's like, ah, oh, that's got to sting. Well, it's, I think a lot of it has to do with their, with Nintendo's poor presentation. It goes back to E3. That poor presentation at E3, you didn't see, all you saw was, you know, and it's always, screens are simulated. You know, it, we never saw active gameplay. Like, one dance game, and that was it. You know, it was like yeah. we, we didn't see anything. And if you, if you fuck up a dance game, you know, yeah. you, come on. Yeah, you're pretty but, much but, sauce. And I forget who said it, but it was someone in the industry said they had played the uh, Arkham City port for Wii U, and he said it was, like, unplayable. Like, it was just... The amount of time you have to spend staring at that little tiny screen, you just die because you're you're not focusing on what's actually going on. And that's what um, always bugged me. That's what always bugged me. It's like, what is gameplay going to pause when you have to look at the screen? No. Yeah. yeah. Is it all of a sudden a Baldur's Gate game where <laughs> I can pause the gameplay and then set up my shit? You know, it's... it's <sighs> yeah, it's going to be... You know, you know what I mean? It's, it's just the Wii U just looks like it's going to fail yeah. horribly. But a lot of people said that about the, the Wii. When it was coming out. So who knows? I was one of the people when the Wii was coming out. Like, what the fuck is that? No one's going to buy that shit. And then I was firmly slapped in the face by the American consumer. You know. <laughs> so we'll have to see how that yeah. goes. Well, Speaking of getting slapped in the face. Yeah, I know. All you XP and Vista people. If you're still... Okay, first of all, if you're still using XP or Vista, you kind of deserve it. If you're still using XP, you should upgrade. If you're still using Vista, you're a fucking idiot. Like, 
Just right there. <laughs> That's no, it. That's official. The Lazy Geek's official position. If you're using Vista. Maybe, maybe idiot is a strong term. <laughs> ill-informed. An ill-informed <laughs> idiot. There you go. Now, if you're still using Vista, it's because you're too broke to buy Windows 7. Not because you like Vista. <laughs> it's just too broke to buy the half grade. <laughs> well, yeah. So... Uh, here's another reason why you should upgrade. Because if you want to use Office 2013, you best be doing that. Because it's not going to run on XP or Vista. Last week it was unveiled that the new Office suite won't support X- Windows XP or Vista, meaning that it that um, users who need or want uh, Office 2013 will have to upgrade to Windows 7 or 8. Uh, this article actually comes from CNET. Microsoft confirms the title requirements on its Office 2013 preview tech page. Only seven Windows 8, Windows Server 2008 R2, Windows Server 2012 will be able to run the new suite. The users will also need a PC with at least one gigahertz processor, one gig of RAM for the 32-bit version. Ah, damn, the type of the type of paper shit. Yeah, two gigs for the 64 version and at least three gigs of hard um, hard disk space and a graphics card that can provide at least 1024 by 576 resolution that's for excel (laughs) yeah i know right uh the pc specs shouldn't be a challenge for most users but the os requirement may prove problematic uh vista users have been dropping like fry um, flies most of them are um, likely upgraded windows 7 by this point my recent stats on net applications showed Vista market share is less than 7% in June and steadily dropping. But Windows XP is hanging on for more than 10 years. Yeah. Though, yeah, Windows 7 is likely to claim the top spot this month. XP still holds more than 40% of the market. The, yeah, that's, mostly, that's mostly businesses that don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, the last company we worked for, they were still using XP. Um, no, all of Bank of America uses XP. Oh, Jesus. When I worked for them. I was working in the corporate office, dude. <laughs> XP. Uh, oh, my, really, guys? <laughs> uh, Microsoft is hoping that the appeal of Office 2013 will prompt more users and businesses to move away from XP. The company may even be looking at a combination of Windows 8 and Office 2013 to convince more people to upgrade both their OS and Office suite around the same time. Extended des- technical support for XP also ends on April f- April 2014, which means no more patches, bug fixes, or updates. Microsoft has released has revealed no release date for Office 2013, but let's assume it's by the end of the year or early 2013, since Windows 8 is expected to drop in October. Why support an operating system that's due to expire the following year, especially when you're trying to push users to upgrade? Still a gamble. The number of XP installations has certainly continued to fall as more companies make the move to Windows 7. But even by the time Office 2013 launches, XP will still be holding a healthy chunk of the market, leaving a lot of people unable to run the new suite. However, if you know – this is my personal opinion here – if you know how Microsoft runs Office programs – you notice there's not going to be a whole lot of difference between 10 and 13. However, if you're running 7, there'll be a lot of differences. It's like an iPhone. You don't have to get the the, the next coming one. You can kind of skip every other one. That's yeah. how I look at it. <sighs> I I see no reason to move away from Windows 7 at this point. Yeah. It, it, 
you know, Windows 8's coming around the corner, October 26, 2012. Um, and I see just absolutely no reason to upgrade. You know, and it, it's it's a it's an old sales thing where they talk about features versus benefits. You can list off all the features all day, yeah. but you need to tell me why that feature benefits me in some way for me to want to get it. Yeah. You know, fucking boom. I just educated young minds right there. Um, <laughs> and I, there's no benefit for, for Windows 8 for me. And I, I don't know who benefits. Tablets, yes. But who benefits from Windows 8? The people who bought those, like, HP all-in-one touchscreen computers? Yeah, because I, I, I've, I, you know, I, I've seen the screenshots. I've seen the online tests. I see no, no real benefit for me. Like, yeah. I, have, I have Windows 7. I love it. And I see no need to go to Windows 8. It just kind of, it's going to, you know what? I think it's going to be their, their, their new Vista. And then the next Windows, yeah. which will be Windows 9, will probably be what 8 should have been. Because I, I believe 7 I want, should, should have been what Vista was. And I want Windows 9 to be good so I can say Windows 9 is divine. <laughs> Just because I think that's cool. Wow. Windows 8 is, Windows 8 is too late. How about that? <laughs> oh, my God. Or, or fuck, fuck Windows 8, I'm going to go masturbate. You know, that, should be a yep. good, that would be a good sales line for, uh, for Microsoft. For Apple. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Windows 8. I'm going to go masturbate. And then they open up the MacBook. There's porn on there. <laughs> With the yeah. retina display. <laughs> crystal clear. Motherfucker, crystal clear. <laughs> You're seeing things you don't want to see. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed a lot of that. Um, so some new releases really quickly. Um for movies this week, we're going to see uh, Total Recall and The Baby Makers. Uh, that's Olivia Munn's new movie uh, on DVDs this week, The Hatfield and McCoys, and uh, which was a really good series. Uh, I reviewed it on the on our site. Uh, also, uh, Total Recall, the mind-bending edition, which is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's version. Netflix, not a whole lot re- released on Netflix, but uh, Endless Summer, the 1968 uh, surfing documentary. And in video games... Kingdom Hearts 3D drop drop uh, Dream Drop Distance comes out uh, in comics DC. We have Action Comics 12, Animal Man number 12, uh, Batwing 12, Before Watchmen Night Owl number two, Detective Comics 12, D8 uh, Dial H number four, Di- uh, Earth 2 number four, GI Combat number four, Green Arrow 12, I Zombie 28 Final Issue. Justice League International, number 12, final issue. Uh, Looney Tunes, 208. Red Lanterns, 12. Smallville, season 11, number 4. Stormwatch, number 12. Swamp Thing, number 12. Sweet Tooth, 36. And uh, World's Finest, number 4. In Marvel, this week, we have Age of Apocalypse, 6. Avengers Academy, 34. Avengers vs. X-Men, number 9. uh, Avenging Spider-Man, 10. Daredevil, 16. Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, number one, which is going to be pretty interesting. I, I recommend you check that out. Defenders, nine. First X-Men, number one. Fury Max, five. Hawkeye, number one. Uh, Invincible Iron Man, 522. Muppets, two of four. Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, number 156.1. Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, 13. 
X Factor for uh, I'm sorry, X Factor two forty one and uh, X Men thirty three. In Boom, Garfield number four, Higher Earth three, Hypernaturals number two, Planet of the Apes Annual number one. Dark Horse has Archie Archives Volume six hardcover, uh, Beast of Burden uh, Neighborhood Watch one shot. Marvel Classic Character Series number two, number one is Thor and Mind Management number three. In Dynamite, we have Boy 69, Dark Shadows Vampirelia, number one, uh, Lone Ranger 8, Merciless, The Rise of Ming, number three, Ninjets, number six, Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, The Eye of the World. Let me try that again. Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, The Eye of the World, number 28, uh, Shadows 4, Spider 4, Warlords of Mars, number 20. IDW, 30 Days of Night, number 9, Cape, 1969, number 2, Dead World War of the Dead, number 1, Infected, number 1, Love and Capes, What to Expect, number 1, Transformers Regeneration, 82, Image Comics, Alpha Girl, number 4, uh, Black Kiss, 2, number 1, Epic Kills, number 4, Godland, 36, Harvest, number 1, Mind the Gap, number 3, Mondo, number 3 of 3, Thief of Thieves, number seven. Think Tank, number one. So before we head out, we want to remind you all that you can read about a lot of the stuff we talked about in this podcast over at the website, thelazygeeks.com. You can also check out our new releases for the complete uh, new releases list. You can go check it out every Sunday. We release it um, at thelazygeeks.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. You can follow us on Twitter at the lazy geeks or you can follow me which is steve at the lazy at lazy underscore nomad or adam over there at lazy underscore sapien you can even email us at the lazy geeks at gmail.com the music on this podcast was provided by the talented kevin mcleod so it's about time for us to check out so please comment on this or any podcast either on itunes or the website thelazygeeks.com tell us the good the bad and the sexy and be sure to leave a comment because if you do we just may read it on the podcast remember we're thinking so you don't have to so until next time, a peace out. Come on. What you want? What you want? Come on. Come on.